Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Jasmine Garnsworthy. I'm the host of Female Founder World, and today I'm joined by Ashida Cabra. She's the founder and CEO of By Rotation, which if you're based in the US, maybe you don't know them yet because they are in the middle of planning a really big launch stateside, but they are a pretty significant player in the fashion space in the UK. They're essentially a social network and a peer-to-peer clothing rental app for fashion lovers. I'm a really big fan. I can't wait for them to launch here. And I'll let Ashita tell you her story in her own words. You are now entering female founder world with your host, Jasmine Grindsworthy. Ashita, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Such a pleasure. We are going to spend the most of this conversation talking about by rotation, sharing economy, fashion and industry, and what you're building there. But let's give, let's kind of set the scene for folks. I'm really keen to kind of help people understand how far you've come. I think that a lot of our listeners are based in the US. And so maybe they haven't heard of by rotation before. Can you help people understand maybe through some milestones about to give people a little bit of an understanding about where you're at right now? Sure. Virotation was founded in April 2019, but it didn't launch until October 2019. I founded it as a side hustle and I used to work in investment management for the first six and a half years of my career. So completely unrelated. I'm an immigrant. I am from Singapore. I'm Indian, but I studied in the UK as an international student, worked really hard to get a job here and managed to stay here, got a visa and all that. I founded Virotation as a solo first time founder And we did a pre-seed round in 2020 with angels and family offices. And then, uh, no, 2021, sorry, Uh a uh pre-seed round in 2021. And then this year in April, we announced a VC-backed seed round where we raised over 3 million US dollars. And part of that money is going towards expanding to the US, which where we're starting in New York first, as we do have a New York City-based VC on our cap table. In terms of how many users and the traction that we have, we have over 300,000 registered users on the app, so way more downloads than that. We've been app of the day more than five times in the past three years. It's been very, very exciting. I've been featured by Apple itself as a founder and creator of an app on the App Store, and we have over 40,000 listings on the app valued at over 15 million pounds, none of which we own because it all sits in people's wardrobes. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Before you started your business, you were working in investor relations. How did the idea for Buy Rotation come about? For the first six and a half years of my career, I was working in investments. So first as an investment analyst, then as a trader, and then most recently in investor relations. And with the free time that I had, which was in months, But the time that I had in the evenings and on the weekends, I was actually thinking about the side hustle idea I had, which was to borrow clothes from another woman, you know, someone just, you know, of a similar style as me, a similar size as me. And I thought it'd be really cool if I could have reached out to this woman and asked her if I could rent her clothes for my honeymoon. So it came from a very Mm. personal problem that I wanted to solve. And I realized that all the fashion rental incumbents that we had in the UK or even globally, so, you know, you've got Rent the Runway in the US, of course, they were all sort of very occasion-oriented or work-oriented, but not really for things like holidays or birthdays or even just date night, for example. So I started thinking about this idea after, you know, scoping out the global landscape And it wasn't actually until my honeymoon, which was back to Rajasthan in India, where I was born, 
that I noticed a visible amount of textile waste, even in my hometown. And I hadn't been back for more than 14 years because home for me now is Singapore uh, and otherwise London. And I just couldn't help but feel very guilty that I was part of the problem. You know, the linear consumption model of fashion where we, you know, use and then just throw essentially. And I read somewhere that the minimum amount of times you should be wearing a new piece of clothing is 30 times. And I couldn't help but think about the fact that I had bought all this clothing for this trip mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if I loved it enough to repeat it 30 times. And yeah. that's when I thought this idea of fashion rental, what about making it like the sharing economy, you know, like the Airbnbs and the Ubers of the world? What about bringing that to contemporary and designer and quality fashion so that we can all share a 600 pound or you know, $600 dress, which to be honest is quite a lot of money. But what if you could just spend the same amount that you would do on fast fashion clothing brands and instead share it and pay the woman who owns the piece that she's invested in? I'm so excited for you to launch in the US because everything that you're saying really speaks to me. And I have spent a lot of time (laughs) combing through what is available on Buy Rotation. And I think as somebody who is I have a very like specific sense of style. I've used Rent Run- Runway before, particularly when they first started. And I think they were a little bit more experimental with the pieces that they had. But I'm someone who I do like a more statement piece. If I'm going to an event, like I do want to wear something a little bit more fun. And I just, I find that I can't find those really distinctive pieces on existing clothing rental sites. Whereas I feel like the peer-to-peer model completely changes that because you're able to identify people who have the same personal style as you and continuously rent from them. And so you have your own personal stylist and you have your own kind of second wardrobe that you're able to borrow from. Yeah. And I think we really pride ourselves as the first ones to ever approach and tackle fashion rental this way. First, it's really very much a social network. So you do have a username on the app. You can, as you said, Jasmine, follow the women who have the same style as you, the same size as you, maybe even they live in the same neighborhood as you. And that's the really exciting part of it. It's really about getting a lot of usage from your existing items. I think there's a saying that the most sustainable piece of clothing is the one that's already hanging in your wardrobe. But the way that we say it is the one that's hanging in someone else's wardrobe. Mm. So our tagline is what's mine is yours. And I think that really speaks to our values that we're very much a sharing economy. Okay, so let's go back to when you were getting by rotation off the ground. This is 2019, is that right? That's correct. And what is the MVP of a a venture like this? I know, for example, the Rent the Runway founders, they were at Harvard at the time and they were literally just like buying pieces and then trying to rent them out to folks at, at their college. What were you doing to validate the idea? So I was using an off the off the shelf white label platform called ShareTribe. I would really recommend that to anyone who's thinking about setting up a marketplace business. It's like two hundred dollars a month. There's no contracts or whatever. You can just sort of decide to turn it off and turn it on. And it was a great way to figure out if there was a product market fit. Would actually would women actually want to lend and rent designer clothes with each other? So that's the first thing I did. And then the second thing I did after creating the beta platform over a weekend was really enlist my own wardrobe and all my friends' wardrobes and my friends of friends' wardrobes. Essentially really beg all the resources that I have around me to get involved in the concept of bi-rotation. So I would say it was very, very scrappy and it was very, very grassroots. 
And I would say, while we're not that scrappy anymore, you know, we are VC backed, we're still very, very much about grassroots. So just like you, Jasmine, I'm very much about building a community. And by rotation, as you know, commercially put, it is a peer to peer marketplace. But I guess more for the consumer front, we always talk about how we're a community. And it's all about sharing and lending within this beautiful community. What kind of proof points are you looking for when you're testing this MVP, you're using existing technology, and I guess you're thinking probably in the back of your mind, if this works, I'm going to need to raise some money to build something more sophisticated here. What were the metrics? What were the milestones that you were hitting that you thought, okay, I can, as someone who has a background in investment and finance, that you were thinking, I can take this and go and raise some money and build something big off the back of this information? So I definitely had quantitative and qualitative targets that I needed to hit before I would even leave my full-time career in finance. And that was things like number of transactions. And that's outside of my own network and even outside London Mm. to ensure that it wasn't just like a very niche, you know, I'm in my bubble sort of thing. So we, once we hit those, I also looked at qualitative metrics, such as being published in quite a lot of respectable press, whether that was online or also in print. You know, we had one of the most respected journalists who's been writing about sustainability within fashion for over 20 years. Lucy Siegel mentioned us in print in the newspaper two months after our launch. So it kind of, you know, it showed me that it wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't just the transactions, but there was also momentum. And, you know, there was, there was this movement being created around renting and sharing fashion. So I would say it was a combination of both these qualitative and quantitative factors. And of course, today, things like both of these factors continue to be something that we track on a daily basis. How long in the beginning were you bootstrapping using ShareTribe? How long were you in that kind of stage before you went out and built your your own software? So the bootstrapping was all the way until April 2020. And then we did a pre-seed round mostly with angels and a couple of family offices. So it was more of a friends, family, and also ex-colleagues round. Very, very lucky to have their support as they've seen me grow as a professional. When we actually moved from our MVP to what you see now, which is a completely proprietary app, that happened actually six months after I founded by Rotation. So once I started seeing all these qualitative and quantitative metrics being, you know, all the targets being hit, that's when I decided to use some of my own personal savings towards developing an actual app, because that is what our product is. You know, the the, the product is the app, the social network that we've created in-house. So I would say it was October 2019 that we moved away from this MVP. It was very important that the money that we were spending was more on the product raw than marketing. And how do you, I can just imagine that like when you're building a marketplace like this, it's so important that you not only have the same like volume of people in that, you know, everyone who's listing is if they have a good product is getting some kind of interest in, in, in rentals, but also that you're matching those with folks who are the right kind of customer. Like they have the right style. They're, they're, specifically interested in occasion renting or whatever the the people that you have on board on the other side of the supply are offering. How did you go about building out that marketplace that kind of fed into each other in a really symbiotic and organic way? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's a lot of curation that's happening on the app. So the focus is very much on contemporary and designer fashion. 
because we believe that these are more quality pieces that people invest in and therefore ideally also have, you know, more sustainable products being used in the creation of them. All the last longer, mm. it's been very, very curated and that sort of helped us get the right kind of supply and that would therefore meet the right kind of demand. And this has been really great because, you know, we're showing you that I know, I know both Jasmine, you and I really like Zimmerman. You're Australian, so of course mm-hmm. we like Zimmerman. But, you know, a, a brand like Zimmerman. I can't afford Zimmerman, like, but I love it. That's it. Exactly. And it's like a thousand US dollars to purchase uh-huh. a dress. But we're showing you that on the Buy Rotation app, you could rent it from a woman for a hundred dollars for three days, you know, for the weekend, for that party that you're going for, that date that you're having. You can rent it for a hundred dollars and return it back to that woman because she's invested in the piece. And in turn, she's making her money back as well on that dress that she's bought. So it's kind of really exciting how, I mean, this comes back to my background in investments, which is that we're showing you that even contemporary fashion, even just like a dress could be an asset class. You know, it's not just your Birkin bags and your Chanel bags that are, that are investment pieces, but it could actually be nice quality fashion. This is a very special message for our people in LA or actually anyone who has friends or community in Los Angeles because Female Founder World is joining forces with Shopify. We're hosting the ultimate night for consumer brand builders in LA. It's called Brand Camp. And after a sellout New York showcase, we're bringing this founder favorite event to LA and it is free to attend. Join us for a panel conversation with Amy Liu, the founder of Tower 28, Natalie Holloway, the founder of Bala, and moderated by me, the creator of Female Founder World, Jasmine Garnsworthy. Plus, we have a very special guest who'll be on the panel and is yet to be announced. We'll also have a glitter bomb bar by Artif Sucre. We're going to have some drinks and food and a curated female founder market. Like I said, registration is free for this event, but space is really limited. Our last event actually hit capacity in 24 hours. So make sure if you want to come, if you know someone who's going to love this, hit the link in our show notes to confirm your spot right now. See you there. How are the folks who are using the app, how are they making a living? Are people doing this as a side hustle? Are some people turning this into more of like an ongoing business? I can imagine it being, you know, you're following this Airbnb model and people have built businesses now on teaching others how to build successful businesses on top of Airbnb. Is that where you see this going or is it more of like a nice little supplemental income for people who are renting out their clothes on the app? I think the latter, you know, we, we've all sort of, you know, we're all, I think, becoming more and more aware of the problem of waste, which is generally in every industry and obviously very related to the fashion industry. And I think the last thing we want to do is encourage by rotation to create habits where people go out and shop for items mm. just to rent them out. That, that's not the reason by rotation was founded. It was founded to make the most of what you already have or that someone else has and just share that. What I do think, however, it is making people much more strategic about their shopping habits. Now, instead of buying fast fashion knockoff pieces, some of our super rotators, you know, our top users, they're becoming much more conscious when they go shopping. They know exactly which are their top brands that get rented out. What are their top categories, often dresses? What are their top colors even? And, and they'll be sure to invest in those pieces. And I think that's that's a really, really great way of kind of approaching fashion altogether because it's not like we're never going to buy something new I think that's that's really 
hard to kind of, you know, as I think a human race to achieve that. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to change their habits little by little. And then hopefully you'll end up in a position where you're buying half of what you did last year and then a quarter and then maybe even just 10% over time. Um, so that's really the vision and the mission, I would say, for us. But I do think it's been really interesting that on the latter point, you know, we have seen some of our top lenders who are working professional women who even have families, you know, they have like kids who are 11 years old and they have an MBE, which is an award that the queen gives to you. One of one of our top lenders makes over 2000 pounds. So that's about two and a half thousand US dollars every month just from lending out her wardrobe. And I think that's super, mm. it, it's not something that I, it's not like something that I was really, it's just a consequence of how strong the community has become. We had another woman reach out to us when I announced our seed raise, which was a few months ago, where she said because of by rotation, she was able to go back to work because she had a second baby and she couldn't afford childcare otherwise. Amazing. Um, doing, you know, going, going to work. So this supplementary income, it's, it's not just for fun and frivolous things, but it can actually be for important things like childcare. And I think that's super yeah. exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. I love that story. I want to talk a little bit about community building and building these super fans or these super rotators that you said. How have you, like in some really like tactical, tangible ways, how have you been building that behavior? I know that you, for example, your top lenders get access to some insights. I think you guys put together some reports about like what's working well, what they should be renting out. So that's one way of rewarding specific behavior. But how else have you really been creating that community around your movement here? We're, we're currently in the UK only, although we'll be launching very, very soon in Q4 in New York City. Yeah, super excited. Uh, we just hired our community manager as well and she's just getting started. But yeah, it's been really exciting and, and I'm, I'd love to see the traction that we get there. But in terms of how we built our community here, it's been, again, very, very grassroots to the point of being painstakingly grassroots, you know, I'll still spend a lot of time meeting just any potential user, you know, forget our, our super users, but I like to spend time with everyone and anyone to understand what's stopping them or, you know, if they've never even heard of biorotation, explain to them the concept about how we're a social network for sharing fashion. I think the grassroots side of it has two sides to it, you know. If you look online digitally, we show a lot of user-generated content when you look at our marketing. It's something that's actually key to us to show, you know, customer reviews, customer comments, customer photos, because it kind of shows you just the average customer, which is probably a woman like yourself and me. And that makes you feel like you resonate with this product proposition and that you this too can happen for you. And I love the fact that we're very inclusive as a brand. You know, we're not a very aspirational mm. brand. Of course, a lot of the clothes that you see on the app are very aspirational. That, that, that Zimmerman dress or, or whatever, that Prada handbag. That stuff is very aspirational. But the community on there is very inclusive. Like everyone is very friendly to each other. They're happy to respond to your messages if you have any questions about fit and style of items. So I love that we've created that, that warmth and friendliness. And I think it's come from, from actually showing these women and showcasing them. You know, not just supermodels and... VIPs and influencers and all that, but actually giving recognition to your actual paying customers. I think that's what's created a very friendly environment digitally. And then if you look at our in real life experiences, we've done quite a few pop-ups. And whenever we do these pop-ups, we always do free events 
for people to come down and meet other rotators within the community. And it's a great way, I think, after like a year and a half of loneliness, of being stuck in lockdown, mm. for women to like meet each other from different worlds altogether, but admire each other's style in person. Yeah, we love an in-person event. I think that it's interesting what you're saying. I, I even think like as you scale and as you grow, the impact on the fashion industry more broadly, just from having platforms like this that are that are inherently inclusive and diverse because they're so focused on user-generated content and diff- different people wearing different clothes and what things look like on different people rather than this really centralized industry where, you know, a brand shoots an item based on what their aesthetic is. I just think that the shift that that's going to create in the fashion industry more broadly as you guys grow and particularly as you grow through the US is going to be so exciting to see. Yeah. And I'd love to see the sort of demographics as well in New York, you know, if we can replicate what we have in in the UK. The last question that I ask everyone who comes on is for a resource. And that could be a book, a podcast, a community that you're part of, something that's kind of helped you as you've been building by rotation. I think I probably uh, actually want to share a tool, which is DocSend. I'm not sponsored in any way, but I think a lot of founders, uh, especially if we're first time founders and we're raising money for the first time from external sources, I think it's important that we understand how to pitch to other people. And I probably figured this out, like maybe after sending my deck via a PDF attachment to the first 10 people. And I shouldn't have done that. I should have used DocSend. DocSend is amazing because it lets you track everyone who's opened your deck, your link. And it shows you the slides, you know, the pages that they've spent the most amount of time on. And I think that's really great because ahead of having a conversation with a potential investor, you'll know what they're more interested in. Because, for example, they spent more time on the team or they spent more time on the product life cycle or things like that. So I think that's a very, very pragmatic, useful tool that I wish I knew about earlier. I love a tangible tool recommendation that people can actually go and implement right now. Thank you so much for all of your advice. Congratulations on all of your growth. And I cannot wait for By Rotation to launch in the New York. I'm going to be your first user for sure. I'm so excited. Thank you so much again, Jasmine.